Yay! Yay! <laughs> What's I up? was like, man, are you going to say something first? <laughs> or should I? But then you did. Oh, What's not much. Up? Can you tell me how you Can you tell me how you feel about the pipelines being built? How, right now, you want me yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it? those oil pipelines, that whole thing. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't feel great about it. Um, that's like real heavy to just dive right into uh um that. <laughs> Well, it's it comes from a place I of... feel unprepared. <laughs> well, we know that the, the pipelines are not a great thing. Yep. Right. Okay. So, um, did did Lush protest the pipelines, or am I making that up? No. Um. I mean, I'm sure they made statements about. Yeah, I think there was a statement made um, back in the day, but I there was no um, like active. Per- I, I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't want to say something wrong. Um. So, anyways, the the reason I said this is because I was reading a funny little ditty. Oh, um. <laughs> hello, my name's Danny. <laughs> hello, my name is Cat, and this is the V Spot Podcast. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I was reading this thing. (laughs) A a snippet of it was posted in a certain social media group. So I was like, I'm going to go explore this. And uh, if you ever want to, um, if you ever want to read something very frustrating, go on Instagram and check out Creekside Dairy. Oh, no. I don't need to. That's okay. They they made a post (laughs) that says animal rights terrorists have once again targeted our nation's food supply. And then they went blah, 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 et cetera. The animals had plenty of room. The birds looked healthy. As per usual, when the police attended the farm to deal with activists, the group presented their list of demands. They wanted to rescue the birds. I don't understand it. These terrorists are breaking the law. Why are we meeting terrorist demands? Friends, it's time to fight back. Enough is enough. Make no mistake. These activists have no desire to improve animal welfare. Are we going to stand back and let that happen? Uh, so I'm going to suggest you do the same. And it's then they have a letter that you can, uh, like a form letter that you can fill in. And okay. it's this whole wild thing about we shouldn't have to live our lives in fear. Our fear, our farm is our home. Our home should be a safe place. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to combat these farm terrorists. We need your help. Like all this stuff. Wild. But then there's arguments on both sides. You get the vegans. You get the non-vegans who go back and forth after this wild post. But then there was a vegan who said, why are we worried about illegal, quote, terrorists when there's illegal people entering the country every day? No. No. And also, why can't we focus on using money to build the pipeline so our hard-working oil workers can get back to work and my brain went melty i i am <laughs> like I, you really can't see me but i just like put my head down in shame just now because i just can't no no it's do it. it is a vegan yes yeah. vegan mm-hmm. activism from a center-right point of view smashing no. the stereotype center-right social justice warrior no nope hypothetical absolutely not (laughs) hypothetical question which is worse one an indigenous person who beats their dog or two a white person who votes conservative this person's instagram is a lot yeah 
I have decided. (laughs) I always find it funny that vegans will defend the rights of clams, mussels, and shrimp, but refuse to defend the rights of an unborn fetus. No! I'm so uninterested in these people. I'm so uninterested in the opinions of idiots. I'm sorry. I just cannot anymore. I can't. Yeah. This is, this. it's, I just, I can't. Yeah, it's. It's a lot. I was like, what is this person? But they have like a, they're like a blogger. This is like. No. And they are a vegan. So when Andy's like not a, you know, troll, I'm like, no. Yeah. I don't understand. But I don't, I don't get it because like facts, trans women are women. Capitalism is bad. There are no good cops. People on the asexual and aromantic spectra are inherently neither sex nor gender are binary like all I, I i it's just it's so i don't understand how you can be so contradictory on things yeah no i i uh, uh, <laughs> my, my brain is broken i have nothing to contribute to this conversation <laughs> because i can't i just can't Mm-mm. yeah Mm-mm. yeah it's just weird and yeah so that's a real thing it is a real yeah (laughs) but it's just one of many i feel like uh so yeah well there are some wild posts on this creekside dairy by the way if you ever want i'm sure that there are yeah it's almost funny reading these things though i'm like this is just wild no, 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 I don't even know. I'm like broken now. I have nothing to, t- I have nothing to say. I don't know. What you doing? You got anything new going on? Good? <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. Sorry. I don't even know. I don't even know. I feel like I I probably had things to discuss, but I don't remember what any of them were. Well, I mean, um, no, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and then I'm sorry I did that thing. Maybe if I had let you talk first, then I wouldn't have like, <laughs> broken you. It's just I just happened to come across this, and I was like, this is. Just the usual, the usual bullshit. Well then, should we? Uh, do you wanna? Do you wanna get right to the the yeah, good? Yeah, let's just do the good. Let's just focus on the good. We all need to focus on the good, and not focus on the crazy. Let's focus on the good. Great. So, uh, the good interview we had? Question mark. <laughs> I don't know if that was no it was a great interview I was like I don't know if this is a weird tradition or tradition transition Christ my brain really is broken I know just I don't know just go over to it maybe you can give a soft introduction since <laughs> you actually reached out to this this interviewee I did um, so how did you find this person I followed I followed her on Instagram I don't remember how I started or why um but the reason that I initially reached out was because um, she had posted about finally publishing her book. And I was like, hey, do you want to come on a podcast? And she was like, yeah. 
<laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> and then and we talked. Yes, and that's how we got the beautiful and very intelligent Danny Taylor of Vegan Proteins to spend some time chatting with us. You know, what's interesting is even after she published a book, she re- like, mm-hmm. if I published a book and people like us were like, do you want to come on a podcast? But go away. Like, yeah, I feel honestly. so, you know, like, people are really nice to us. And I'm really yes. grateful for that. Yes, she was, she's lovely. <laughs> so. Just uh, one of the lovely humans who have given us the time of day. <laughs> or the time it, of night, depending. It's easier to, do, maybe because it's easier to do that than deal with crazy. You know, like, you're supposed to just smile and nod and agree with crazy people so uh-huh. that you don't get on their bed. Maybe it's like that. Like, uh-huh. oh, I'll spend some time doing this so that, you know. Yes. These obviously crazy people don't, like go wacky on I mean me. maybe that's a good point whatever it was nice and it was great and everyone's gonna enjoy it yep great okay cue credits <laughs> roll them roll them okay cool go ahead say hi Danny hey everybody hi, <laughs> <laughs> I can't There's tell another one I'm... which which voice is Danny yeah I was oh, gonna say we one. should we yes. should also like that's clarify good, yes. who we are yeah good call i this this voice that you hear i'm cat okay and got then it. i'm also danny this is a lot actually now having talks to you and my photographer for my wedding's name is danny and <laughs> i work like tangentially with someone at work named danny um and every time i sign off on emails to her i do sign like thanks so like sincerely parentheses also Danny because <laughs> I never know what to say. I just feel it's silly when you are talking to someone with your same name I don't know yeah it doesn't happen to me very often I, when I when I came into this chat room like the link is like slash Danny and I was like oh nice they made a link just for this episode and I was like that's probably actually her page right there <laughs> <laughs> no, no no Andy's nodding he wants you to know that that this is just oh, for you <laughs> I feel so special <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool yeah i don't meet a lot of girl dannies so i'm excited i both you know i'm always impressed too because like i guess maybe it's just me but i assume danny is short like d-a-n-i short for danielle but a lot of times people go to spell my name and they spell it just like boy like d-a-n-n-y and i'm mm-hmm. like Where am I? I mean i don't care i obviously don't care but also like it's rather presumptuous of you to assume mm-hmm. that it's spelled like that mm-hmm Yes, Starbucks is notorious for spelling my name D A N N Y. I just let it go, but yeah. So, what's your Starbucks drink? Oh, right now it's black iced tea with stevia and a splash of soy milk, which is apparently like a really weird drink. They're like, "Oh, that's very British," and I'm like, "It's delicious. Mm-hmm. You should try." <laughs> but like wow. milk and milk and iced tea. I feel like that's yeah. not that weird because they do the iced chai lattes and you have to put tea or milk in them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Why are they always making me yeah. feel weird about <laughs> my drink? It's not that weird. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty good, though. Yeah. Well, um, so uh, also Danny, other Danny, mm-hmm. Danny guest Danny, would you like to introduce yourself and <laughs> say, say a small snippet about who you are? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. So my name is Danny Taylor. Uh, I am one of the co-owners of veganproteins.com. So I am a vegan 
figure competitor, which is like a type of bodybuilder. And my full-time job is that I coach other vegan bodybuilders. And I've been doing that for about 10 years or so. So that's more or less what I do. That's really cool. Okay. That's, um, I just want to say that you're beautiful. Yes. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) thank you. So are you ladies. I was, I was creeping on both of your Instagrams. Uh, before we, we like, came on here, so. we we yeah. When we don't make stupid faces and embarrass ourselves, we do all right. <laughs> I was thinking as I was um, looking at your Instagram and in my head calling it research. I was like, this really isn't research so much as stalking. Oh, really <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't mind. I mean, it's it's a pretty it's. I mean, you guys are both vegan, y'all are vegan, so maybe it's not so weird to you, but I find that to people who are not vegan, the idea that there's somebody that just coaches vegan bodybuilders is like, oh, I guess there's a niche yeah. for everything, huh? Uh, so it's a pretty unique uh, unique thing to do, but it's uh, it's literally what I spend all of my time doing, so. I feel like in, I mean, maybe not. I don't, to be perfectly honest, the reason I'm so excited about this is that I don't, I mean, I, it's a world I don't know anything about, um, to be honest, which I think is very cool. Um, but I also like, I just want to learn so many aspects of it. Like, so for bodybuilding, do you see more men than more women in bodybuilding in general? Take the vegan aspect out of it. No, actually that used to be the case. It used to be, you know, probably 90% men. Now I'd say it's more like 70 or 80% women because of one of the newer categories that's been added called bikini. And it doesn't have that um, stereotypically overly muscled look. So it's more appealing to kind of like, it's just more appealing to more women. And I have mixed feelings about the category, but it's a huge draw. So yeah, it's mostly women now, believe it or not. Okay. That's interesting. And because of the, okay, I have, I, so if I go all over the place, don't mind me because sometimes I'm like, okay, I just heard something. (laughs) So the bikini side, why do you have mixed feelings on that? Mm -hmm. So when you think of bodybuilding, you probably think of, um, you know, someone standing there flexing both their biceps and squeezing every muscle in their body super hard. And I mean, when it really comes down to it, bodybuilding is just a muscle beauty pageant. If we're being honest, it's not like you go on stage and show everybody how strong you are. You just go on stage and say, aren't I incredibly aesthetic? Like that's kind of the point. And with the bikini category, there's a lot less of like muscular development. And it's just, it's kind of like a hyper-sexualized category, in my opinion. Um, The poses certainly were invented by men, I have to believe. Uh, (laughs) And it's you actually can get judged on um, like your like things like your facial beauty and your hair. And at that point, I'm like, is this a sport? Or are we just straight out calling this a pageant at this point? So it's it's a it's an interesting it's a really bizarre sport when you start to think about it like that. But you know, the girls who do compete in this particular category, they bust their asses. They work incredibly hard. I just think it's kind of a bummer the way in which they are required to showcase their hard work, if that makes sense. And that kind of is unfortunate too, because we know that like, especially the world we live in now, people just assume one means all. So if they only see the bikini side of it and that people are being judged by their faces, even once or twice or whatever, 
And then people are gonna be like, well, that's all bodybuilding and it's all sexualized and it's not a sport. And I feel like they just assume that because they saw that one thing or they know that one thing that all of it's like that. And then that could take away from the things mm-hmm. that you do. Yeah, I, I think I think that it does to a degree, but I think I think just acknowledging that that side of the sport is important and then kind of like putting it to the side and remembering like the whole reason that I got into this in the first place is to break the stereotypes that vegans can't build muscle. So when that's like the reason for doing it, you're able to sort of overlook a lot of other things because you can make like a really good point at the end of the day to a bunch of people who probably wouldn't listen to you otherwise. So how did you, that's your reason um, for doing bodybuilding is like to kind of, you know, prove that you can be vegan and, you know, gain muscle and, and do this thing. Did that happen? Like, how did, how did you come about that? Did you become vegan and then got into bodybuilding or like how, how did you get to that point? It's actually kind of a crazy story. So I grew up really overweight. Um, By the time I was like 16 years old or so, I was technically obese. Um, My family, we just, we just didn't eat well. We didn't have a lot of money. We ate very poorly. Um, And, but I was vegetarian. I was vegetarian from the time I was 12, but I still ate like a lot of dairy and eggs and stuff. And then I was doing a research paper about vegetarianism in high school and I stumbled across, I think it was govegan.net, like back when the internet was like a little baby. And uh, (laughs) it explained like the dairy and egg industry and how it was, you know, awful. And I just, without knowing anything about anything, I went vegan overnight. And long story made very, very short. I ended up losing quite a bit of weight Um, And now looking back, I understand that doesn't happen for everybody and nor should it, but that's what happened for me. And after that point, it was the first time I realized like, oh, I, you know, this isn't just genetics. Like I do have some control over my own health and my well-being and things like that. And I decided to start exercising and I wanted to learn how to lift weights. And the awesome lady who I hired to teach me to lift weights. She was fantastic. But when it came to the nutrition side of things, she basically told me like, well, if you are not willing to at least consume whey protein or egg whites, you're never going to be able to build any muscle. And that I was like 19 years old at the time. And it just pissed me off so much (laughs) that I kind of made it my mission for the next couple of years to figure out how to do just that. And I found veganbodybuilding.com, which was run by Robert Cheek. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. And this was before Facebook. So he's like the godfather of vegan bodybuilding, basically. I love that. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's still around. He's one of my best friends to this day. But he he was a forum, basically, of all these other vegan athletes all over the world, all kind of trying to figure it out at the same time. And it was really, really cool. And that was about 11 years ago. And, you know, since then it's come so, so, so far, but that's initially how I got into wanting to do this in the first place. So it was out of spite, more or less. Funny thing about the podcast. um, That's how we started. The podcast was kind of out of spite too. Um, Or more that just like, we were just really mad in general. And like, for us, we're like, well, we want to talk about all these things because, you know, a lot, a lot of what we see and what made us so mad was the, you know, vegans shaming other vegans and that 
really just made us angry and we're like you know we're gonna we're gonna talk you know we're gonna use our voices because we like to talk anyways and for some reason we thought we could like make a hobby slash you know second career slash whatever out of it um and we were gonna name it two angry vegans and then it was i I actually (laughs) cat suggested that and we were like and it was me taking a step back and i was like well the problem with that though is it like it puts us in a category of always being angry and like we're not and we since shifted it's like as i'm sure you have from being like you know spiteful or angry to being like well now i'm just gonna do the good that i can do and change the world and help other people change you know and feel good and whatever so it's just interesting how things sometimes come from like i don't want to say a more negative place but like kind of and how they turn into something way more positively impactful yeah totally spite is one hell of a motivator but it's not gonna like carry you all the way no you know after a certain point you have to find like a better reason to be doing what you're doing or you'll probably just implode i imagine yeah yeah or just be like really sad all of the time you know and just like start to withdraw (laughs) and then yeah so how did it how did it go from like to like career point and vegan proteins and your business partner i don't know what other role yeah my he's my husband great okay Mm -hmm. we were wondering as we were talking um over over dinner we're like partner but business partner or not (laughs) um okay so how did how how did you guys start your actual business side of things did you like meet in a competition so it actually started as a supplement store back in 2008 um Again, Robert Cheek and Giacomo, that's my husband. He was not my husband at the time. Um, They were filming a documentary about vegan bodybuilding. And we started selling Sun Warrior protein powder as a fundraiser for the Mm -hmm. documentary. And uh, and then once the the documentary did not get made, and uh, we were going to shut the fundraiser down and people said, no, please keep selling this protein powder. So we ended up opening the first ever vegan supplement store in the world because back then you couldn't find vegan protein powder like mm-hmm. anywhere. And as we grew the store, Giacomo and I were both competitive bodybuilders and people would email us and say, hey, can you make me a meal plan? Can you help me out with this workout? And enough people did that and we were able to help enough people to see like that you know we were pretty good at this and helping other vegans you know get in their best shape or reach their goals and then that then they were like walking billboards for veganism as well uh and then just probably the beginning of 2018 we really looked at each other and we were like dude you can walk into cbs right now and find like five different vegan protein powders if you want to like the world does not need this freaking supplement mm-hmm. store anymore let's shut it down and do more of what we're really good at which is coaching and educating and creating like helpful content for other either new vegans or vegans who are like new to being athletes so what protein supplements do you use mm-hmm. if any i actually <laughs> i kind of like burnt myself out on protein powders yeah. way back when I first got into this really. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought like I had to be taking like a ton of protein powders mm-hmm. and I do think like bodybuilders, vegan or not protein is important, but there's so many amazing vegan protein foods now that are not powders mm-hmm. that I much prefer to eat my food. I don't really like to use a lot of protein powders unless I'm like traveling and then it's just convenient. Mm-hmm. 
But there are a lot of good brands out there. I really like True Supplements. I like uh, Elevate Nutrition. I like Clean Machine. Those are probably the three best. But to be honest, I just don't use any of them very often. So you're saying that you can eat something that's not meat and get protein? (laughs) I know. It's madness, isn't it? What? That is just outlandish Uh, i was saying before uh we started recording that i you know i wanted to ask that very question you know the the really silly where where do you get your protein question um but i'm sure you get it all the time because um a friend of ours was telling me over the weekend that her husband has stopped eating meat and she was asking me for some suggestions because he feels he's not getting enough protein for the amount of working out that he does and my initial response is to roll my eyes and laugh because i'm sure that he is, but I also don't want to make assumptions that I know somebody's, you know, routine or what somebody eats or or what have you. So do you get that all the time? The where do you get your protein question? Yeah, it's actually on the back of our shirts. <laughs> to be honest, the back of our shirts literally say, where do you get your protein? Just as like a tongue in cheek thing. Um, but yeah, I always, we get that question constantly. So one of the other things that we do right now that is super, super cool is we have the vegan strong team, which, uh, Giacomo and I are both a part of, and it's a bunch of vegan bodybuilders and powerlifters and other strength athletes. And we get together and we go to all of the fitness expos in the country. So these are, you know, where we have a booth and we give talks and we literally talk to people who eat sometimes pounds of meat and eggs and dairy a day and are taking God knows what kind of steroids. And we talk to them about how they can get their protein by eating plants. And I thought that they were literally going to like kick us out the door (laughs) when we started doing this. But people have been really receptive. People you would never expect to be interested. They're not like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to go vegan. But they say, yeah, I know I should probably be more Mm -hmm. vegan. And to me, that's just been like mind blowingly awesome. So we do get the question literally probably every five minutes. <laughs> and, you know, everybody on the team has a slightly different answer because I don't think there's any one right way to be vegan, that's you know? Fair. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like you said, when you started the podcast, because of all the like vegan mm-hmm. shaming within the community, that's what we work really hard um, to also kind of crush because people think there has to be like one way. And if you're not doing it this way, it's the wrong way. And you're not like vegan enough or something. So we make sure to make it like as inviting and welcoming a community as we can for people who have have eaten nothing but yeah. like steak and eggs for the last 20 meals. Yeah. So... If someone were to, like, how do, how do I join up? You know, like, like, how do people come to you? Is it, you know, is it. What kinds of people find Mm -hmm. you? Like, is it, uh, you know, do you, yeah, who? Yeah, who who do? How do? Um, Do do people come up and they're like, I'm vegan and I want to start bodybuilding or I'm bodybuilding interested in plant-based or. I just want to lose weight. Like, is it, you know, cause you're um, a bodybuilder. So like, do you coach people who don't want to do bodybuilding? Like how, how do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. So pretty much a mix of everything you just cool. said, I would say. So yes, not all of my clients are bodybuilders or, or competitive athletes. A lot of them are just, you know, people who want to get in the best shape of their life, whatever that means to them. 
Um, some people just are like, Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds for whatever vacation they're going on or what have you. But then there are a lot of bodybuilders who it's a typical bodybuilder diet is so much animal products. It's insane and not much else. And they'll often come to me and say, I cannot eat any more chicken and whitefish. I just can't do it. Please tell me that there's another way to do this. So they don't even have an interest necessarily in like the ethical side of things, but they know that they felt like trash eating that way. Even if they looked really good, they want to look that way and feel better. Um, And then there's a lot of vegans who just, they come up to us and they say like, Hey, I want to be a better representation of veganism. Of course, there's a thousand ways to do that, but that that's what they want to do. They want to be the person that people look at and say, Oh wow, that person's vegan. Um, and then they want to learn how to get into bodybuilding. But I've found that social media, you know, for all of its goods and bads, uh, it is actually a great place to meet other people with similar interests and goals. And I find that a lot of, a lot of us, a lot of people interested in these things really do find each other either on Facebook or Instagram or through podcasts or YouTube videos and things like that. And usually by the time they decide that they actually want to like be coached in some way, then they just go to the website and like shoot us a message through there. So what, so we mentioned, um, before we actually got on the podcast, like navigating Mm -hmm. the waters of what you do, because I would imagine that, you know, not only where do you get your protein, but it's, there's a lot of body shaming and we were talking in both directions, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, do you ever get the, well, of you know, the opposition of some people want to look their best vegan, but then you're like, well, of course you're vegan. You're, you know, oh, you're fit and look at this and look at that. And navigating the waters of, do people see sometimes what you do is controversial because it is so healthy, but then there's the very, um, you know, love your body movement in the other direction of no matter what you look like, that mm-hmm. it's okay. Is that like, have you found that to be challenging or having any sort of like, I guess, not confrontations, but discussions over it or anything of the sort. Yeah, totally, actually. And uh, it is, uh, it's difficult for me personally sometimes because I feel like the bodybuilding community is incredibly shaming of like uh, just any other body, basically. Like if you're not shredded with a six pack, Mm -hmm. people will be like, oh, well, you're lazy or this or that. And you know, I work super, super hard to say like, Hey, I get in this shape for competition for a very short period of time because it's completely unsustainable. Here are the ways that it's incredibly unhealthy because I don't think bodybuilding is a healthy sport, but I don't really think any sport taken to the extreme is very healthy, but bodybuilding is no exception. And that is one thing that I I work really hard to tell people that bodybuilding isn't healthy. Now, as soon as I get in contest shape, I personally start getting comments on all my pictures like, ew, that's gross. That's nasty. You look like a man. Um, So I do think that the body shaming kind of goes in both directions. But, and I have also had people say like, oh, how is, how on earth could bodybuilding be a good tool for promoting veganism. Like that's really just ego. Like you want, you want, it has nothing to do with the animals. This is about you and what you look like. 
And I can totally understand why people may feel that way. Mm. Like I get it in theory, but in practice, me talking to people about the global implications of eating animal products or the ethical implications or even the health implications has not changed even 10% of the minds in other people as bodybuilding or doing some crazy strength feat in the gym. Like that for a lot of people is a, a, like a foot in the door of being interested to like believing that you can be vegan and actually be strong. That gets more people interested in my experience. Um, but I, I usually say to that, like there, there's no one way to be a vegan activist. Like we need vegan activists on all fronts, in my opinion. And this is just the one that I happen to be good at, whereas somebody else could be really good at, um, you know, doing the, the cube of truth or something. Mm-hmm. So it is, I mean, it is kind of murky waters sometimes, but I think you kind of have to find what you're good at and get really good at it and just be honest about it. So how, how did you get good at it? Like, um, because again, I don't know anything about this. Um, (laughs) So this is like an interview for the podcast, but also just because I like learning things. Um, (laughs) But how, like, did you, how did you do your research into like meal planning and being able to coach other people? Is there like a certificate behind it or any sort of just a lot of research or what does that look like? I do have um, several certifications in nutrition and personal training, but I found, and th- those are valuable. I'm, I'm not knocking those, but I found that um, my personal best research was actually to find some of the greatest um, coaches and other minds in the industry that were like actually speaking in scientific terms, because there's a lot of what we call bro science, which is <laughs> just like what dudes in the locker room tell each other to do, even if it's not founded in science at all. Um, so mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to steer clear of the bro science and find the actual um, scientists. And I would learn from what they were doing and how they were coaching their athletes. And then I would just take that and veganize it literally. Um, and then when I was first getting started coaching actual bodybuilders, like competitive bodybuilders, my first few people, they asked for help. And I said, I'll do it for free. If I can just treat you like a Guinea pig, which is not a very vegan saying, but, (laughs) um, and they were on board and, you know, we learned, all of us learned a lot through that process. And since then it's been like no joke, well over a thousand vegan athletes. So every time you do it, you learn literally every time you do it, you learn a little bit more. And every day I hear something new from somebody. So you kind of never stop learning and evolving the way you do things. And you have a book. Yes. I do. That has has to be such a big success for you and like such a good feeling to have like a physical published book in your hands. It's pretty cool, actually. I didn't think I would be as excited about it as I was. Like, I was like, because I had I've written it as an ebook five years ago. So it had been an ebook for a while, but my friend Robert, who also has uh, several books out, he was like, you have to print it. It's a game changer. So I updated it because I wanted to update the version anyway. And I said, ah, I'll print it this time. And then when they actually came to my house, I was like, all right, this is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> Yeah. So the book, it's called Flexible Dieting for Vegans. And I wrote it as a way 
to have like a low cost way to help people because not every one, not everybody can afford one-on-one coaching and you know, I, I can't one-on-one coach everybody. There's only so many spots basically, but I wanted to be able to help more people. So this is kind of a book of many, many of the formulas that I use to help coach other people. And also it teaches people that you don't have to eat the same five foods over and over and over to get in really good shape. Um, That's a huge misnomer in the bodybuilding community that you can only eat you know, tofu and broccoli and sweet potato and oatmeal and that's it. That's all you can eat if you want to be shredded. Like, no, you can actually eat cookies Mm -hmm. and Ben and Jerry's and cupcakes and pizza if you know what you're doing and you know how to make those things work. Because when you exclude all foods that you really enjoy, you will come out the other side Mm -hmm. with some kind of disordered eating. And that is something that... um, It's something that I see over and over again, especially in the vegan community, I think. And I really want to help like put a stop to this idea that, you know, vegan foods are are, like good or bad Mm. or that you should feel guilty about eating certain foods, you know? That's actually, that's like really good to hear. It's so funny because again, you look and you're like, oh man, what, what, what would I have to eat to be like her, Mm -hmm. even from one vegan to another? And it's like, it's just, that's so nice to hear from the other side, you know, that it's, there is no really good or bad. Cause we've always, I've always said that. I know Andy's always said it like dieting in general, take the vegan out of it again. It's like just moderation and being smart, mm-hmm. making smart choices, like not swinging one way or the other, which of course is not easy for some people, but I think that's really important, especially in the vegan mm-hmm. world, because you are by nature cutting out other foods right I I feel like it's breaking down those walls is really important because I was just thinking that I think it's just a natural thought to look at somebody who's very in shape and assume they eat a certain way Mm -hmm. you know like you can't imagine to your point somebody eating pizza and cupcakes and all these things if they look a certain way I think that we're so programmed to make these assumptions in some cases seemingly out of nowhere it's it's just immediately where your brain goes so it's really great to to have people who are really trying to break down those walls yeah it's a it's it's challenging sometimes even even from my side if I you know at the very end of a contest prep like when you're actually competing in bodybuilding at the end of that prep you're gonna be hungry there's no two ways about it unfortunately like but you could still fit in treat foods if you wanted to, but at the end of the day, you're going to be hungry, which is one of the reasons why I say bodybuilding, competitive bodybuilding is not healthy. But for the vast majority of people who just maybe want to get in better shape or look a little better, or feel a little better or whatever, it doesn't have to be that extreme. It's exactly like what you just said. Um, both of you, actually, you don't have to exclude a ton of food groups. And you're right, by going vegan, you are excluding food groups. But I feel like many vegans come to veganism and then they feel so much better because they cut out the meat and they cut out the dairy. So then they think, oh, well, how could I feel even better? Well, Mm -hmm. I know I'll cut out gluten. Mm -hmm. I know I'll cut out soy or sugar or oil or salt. And then they're left eating nothing but lettuce. And then three weeks later, it's like, I'm no longer vegan because veganism doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, this was not veganism. This was you eating nothing. It's it's, like, this was you excluding everything. It's so funny that you say that because I was, um, 
on my way to Danny's today, I was listening to the episode of your podcast where you talked about all of the uh, quote unquote influencers and YouTube stars who, who stopped being vegan. And you said something like, uh, you know, if you stop being a vegan, then you were probably never vegan to begin with. And I thought what you said was really interesting about how identifying as a vegan is about your lifestyle. And it's not just about what you eat. It's about what you wear. It's about the places that you go and the places you support and, and the way that you live your life. It's not just about what's on your plate. And I, I thought that you put it so perfectly that if you are leaving animals off your plate, then that's a plant-based diet. That's not vegan unless you're adhering to a vegan lifestyle. And it's funny that that came up because that was one of the points that I wanted to talk about because I loved how you put it. Well, thank you. First of all, thanks for listening. Podcasts <laughs> <laughs> are so weird because you never know who's listening. Well, it's funny because I, I, like I said, I st- I had to stalk a little bit and call it research. And um, in that, I I was looking through the you know the names of all of your podcast episodes, and there were so many that I was like, oh, I'm gonna like that. Oh, I'm gonna like that. But I went right to the ex vegans one because that's something that Danny and I talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we even did an episode right around that same time because someone that we both knew stopped being vegan mm-hmm. and. We were mm-hmm. like, what the shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Craziness. So yes. frustrating. <laughs> and I mean, it is – if you're just doing it for – because like you think going vegan, quote unquote, is going to help you lose 10 pounds. Like, no, that's mm-hmm. not really vegan. At the end of the day, does it matter? No, not really. Like any reason somebody has for stopping eating animal products, that's a good thing. But the issue is when you think you're going to do it just to – you know, detox or whatever, and it doesn't work because that's bullshit in the first place and you leave veganism, well, then that doesn't really help, help anybody. And, and ultimately I think it makes all of the other people who are being vegan in a healthy and smart and balanced way, it kind of makes the whole community look bad to the point that I thought that whole ex-vegan thing was like a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. At one point, I was like, these people, these people are being paid off by like uh, big pharma or something. It was wild. I don't um, follow any of the YouTube stars or never did. Um, and I remember some friends of mine were talking about this, like, I, and I couldn't even tell you the names of them. And of course, I mean, you could mention them um, since you did the episode on them, but it was wild. These people who, and it's, it's scary, actually, if you think about it, because like you're spreading such a good message with your take on vegan dieting and bodybuilding and lifestyles and things like that. But like this person, you know, person X on YouTube, who we're in a world where there's thousands, millions of people who watch these YouTube people that then they stop and they're like, well, veganism, veganism is bad. So mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why people do that. Um, and it's scary because I'm like, well, what did, all of those people, and I feel like it's young people often, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know statistics, but I would assume a lot of young people are on the YouTubes. Um, so I don't know. I guess like that scares me because then I'm like, what kind of message are you spreading by saying, well, veganism is too bad or too tough or too this? Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty frustrating. But one of the things that I've found, um, you know, I mentioned the goods and bads of social media. Well, one of the bad things I think is that the people who get the most attention, I guess, are the ones who say kind of the most ridiculous things. It's almost like who can, it's like clickbait in real life. Like who can say the most ridiculous thing, because that's going to 
garner the most attention or views or clicks or whatever. But then you have other folks who are trying to do real good and really help people, you know, come to veganism and and find balance and stay not just physically healthy, but like mentally healthy too. But that is less clickable, Mm -hmm. you know, that's it's people are not as interested in like moderation and balance and think of your mental health. You know, it's much more fun for people to watch something like I didn't eat food for 84 hours and look what happened. Like, whoa. But, (laughs) but that's, I think that's just kind of the state of things right now. And I think it's in, in these times, like people who really are trying to send a good message just need to sort of like double down and keep doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's ugh, those YouTube people. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. From a health standpoint, I just have yeah. a, a random mm-hmm. question. Have you heard of the breatharians? <sighs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah when you said that, I haven't eaten for 80 hours or whatever. I was like, mm. Uh, yeah, because we went on a whole rant because apparently that's a thing too. And these people who like only exist on water, supposedly only drink water or only, you know, drink water and breathe air because that's apparently all you can do forever and, and live like that. Yeah, I just, I I can't wait for the moment where like these people are found out, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that obviously they're not doing that. So I don't know if you guys remember like way back in the day, uh, there was a restaurant in New York City called, like, I think it's Pure Food and Wine. And they owned a bunch of other restaurants as well, but they were, like, kind of the snootiest raw vegans that have ever lived. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were doing all of this, like, bank fraud stuff going on. And when they were, like, on the run for all of this tax evasion or what have you, they were... <laughs> finally caught in a Domino's pizza, just like eating meat lovers pizza. The whole thing was just so ridiculous. Um, But that's how I feel about the breatharians. Like, uh, obviously they're eating something. It's just a matter of time before someone catches it on video. I just, I can't, I did not know. I did not hear about this (laughs) thing. And so when they were caught in a dom, I was like, oh my God, I just, my face, my jaw just hit the ground. That was, (laughs) that's, wild you know it was it was one of those restaurants where you pay like 37 dollars for a sliver of raw cashew cheesecake or something so then to have them get caught in a domino's eating meat lovers pizza was i mean it was kind of a, a beautiful moment in some ways but oh 100 percent. no that's that's just a wild no i love that it's like it sucks that people like that exist right but like if they're gonna at least i got caught and at least it was doing something like that so you can be like oh well Jeez, yeah no that's yes and that's you know it's gonna happen (laughs) with the people who supposedly just exist on breathing (sighs) they're gonna have to stop being vegan because it's just not gonna work for them (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that is just i can't and that's how you know that people you know like you are very upfront about like hey i do bodybuilding but like professional bodybuilding 365 days a year would not be healthy. You know, like you're very honest and upfront about the reality of things, which I think proves, you know, that you're a genuine person. So. Well, I think a lot of people will come to bodybuilding, think it's going to, and think that it's going to like solve all of their like body woes and all of their self-confidence issues. Like, Oh, if I can just attain that body and keep it forever, everything will be wonderful. 
And uh, you realize once you get in competition shape that you still can be incredibly, uh, you know, whatever problems you had before you were in that shape, you're still going to have them. Whatever mental body confidence issues you had, you're still going to have them. And then on top of that, that physique is only maintainable for a really short period Mm -hmm. of time for most people. So then you end up going back to kind of like your normal look and then you feel twice as bad because once you've seen yourself, you know, stage lean, mm-hmm. you can never unsee it. So then you're like holding yourself to this impossible standard in your head. So if you're getting into the sport without knowing what you're getting into, I think you can actually do more damage. But I think if you know exactly what you're doing, then there there are healthier mm-hmm. ways to do it. And that's kind of how I try to steer people if that's the route they choose to take. But I would say I talk more people out of bodybuilding than into it. <laughs> um, so I think Andy had typed before because he likes to um, ask questions or make comments, but because he's silent, he doesn't do so uh, vocally. Um, and I think what he was trying to say is what that prep looks like before a competition. Like what, a, you know, mm-hmm. if you have a competition on October 1st, what would that prep look like beforehand, you know, 30 days or for whatever the timeline looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before I start talking about it, I'll just say that there's, pro- I'm going to say numbers and it could be triggering to some folks. So tune out if that would be the case for you. So I guess, um, starting in like the off season when I'm not prepping, I'm about 145 pounds and I probably eat like 2,400 calories a day, roughly. When I decide that I'm going to do a competition, I'll probably start getting ready for it about 18 Mm. weeks out, which is about like four Mm. and a half months. And from there, I'll probably set my calories at like 15 or 1600 and then kind of start walking them down as I need to as Mm -hmm. I get closer. And I don't do any cardio really in the off season, but in prep, I will start doing more cardio. And for me, cardio is just walking Mm. really. Um, all year long, whether I'm in prep or not, I always weight train five days a week. Um, but at the end of prep, like at the ugliest, ugliest stages of prep, um, sometimes I can be, you know, eating like 1200 calories and, and walking for like two hours a day. So it it can become a full-time job at the end. And, uh, you know, it's only for a short period of time that I'm doing that. But that can be enough to really wreck some people mentally, especially if they're not prepared for it. Um, And then I'll compete. And then very shortly after that, I just immediately say, okay, I need to put... So at the end, I'll I'll usually weigh about 120 pounds. So it's about a 25-pound loss, roughly, over that period of time. But at the end, I immediately will say, okay, it's time to put 10 pounds back on kind of as quickly as possible, just to sort of restore hormonal health and things like that. And then over the next month or so, kind of walk my weight back up to its happy place, which is like 145. Do you, um, first of all, that sounds like, I mean, a lot of work, you know, and for someone who's doing it, you could, (laughs) you can see how it would be not healthy, right. To, to keep doing Mm -hmm. that. Um, but it is, it's a lot of work. And if you're going to do it, you know, you put in the work and then you compete. It's like any other sport, you know? So, it's just, you know, being healthy and smart about it. Um, do you ever coach people in the other direction of like, instead of losing weight or bodybuilding, like, you know, um, 
Kat's a, a thinner person and spins a lot. And she's like, I would like to put on five pounds. So could <laughs> you, you know, do you get people who, who come to you for that kind of thing also, or? Oh yeah. All the time. So pretty much any type of physique transformation, I work with those people. What And sometimes they're, they're transformations that I don't even totally understand. I got a new gal today who said she wants to lose about 10 pounds of muscle. And I was like, well, that's new. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, we have people who want to build muscle. We have, I, I deal with a lot of younger guys, especially who want to get bigger and don't quite know how to do it on a vegan diet because vegan foods are very filling. Mm-hmm in general. So sometimes putting on size can be a challenge for people. Um, yeah. And sometimes I'll work with people who they don't even want to gain weight or lose weight. They just want to learn healthier habits. Mm -hmm. Um, because they like the lifestyle Mm -hmm. of, you know, the discipline of like waking up and training and eating a certain way every day, but they don't necessarily want to, you know, do a 180 on their physique in the next six months or something. Mm So what's, um, what's your best or most memorable, like success story or, you know, anyone who maybe came to you and was like, Hey, like, thank you. You really helped me do X, Y, Z. Do you have anyone who like particularly stands out to you in that way? I do actually. And she, uh, funny thing, she's one of my best friends in the world at this point, but it was probably like six years ago, maybe even seven years ago. Um, this gal came to me and she said that she wanted to be a bodybuilder, not in the bikini division, which is where a lot of people, girls get started because there's less muscle. They're not quite as lean, but she wanted to be a legit female bodybuilder. This is the most difficult category there is. It's the biggest, it's the leanest. It is no joke. And she had a very long way to go. Uh, when she first came to me and I saw her like starting stats and then pictures and talked to her, I was like, Oh my God, this girl has a rough road if that's what she wants to do. And I told her, this is going to take years just so you know, and I'll be damned. She stuck that thing out for years and she has now competed in female bodybuilding in two seasons. And she did actually, uh, get, like a top placing in one of her competitions. So she ended up losing about 90 pounds, but you know, I don't like to look at success in terms of the amount of weight someone lost. Cause I think that's a silly way to look at it, but she completely mm-hmm. changed her entire life. Like look, looking back, she's a different person, like internally, the way she, the amount of discipline that she has now, the way she feels about herself Um, The way she feels around food, you would think because there was so much weight loss, she might feel more anxious in food situations, but she actually feels more comfortable in the situations now than she did before. So she improved her relationship with food. Uh, It's, it's, it's just been really, really awesome to watch. And uh, sometimes, you know, like I said, she's one of my best friends now, but it's crazy to think that like, it's crazy for me to look back and remember what she was like when we met because she is, you would just say, oh, that's a that's a crazy vegan athlete right there. But you know, six years ago, that wasn't the case at all. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's super cool. And it must be really, you know, we've just, again, from like our perspective, we've had a couple of people reach out to us and been like, you know, it's really cool to have like-minded people that, Mm -hmm. you know, I can just 
feel like I'm talking to, even though, you know, people talk back to us and we're like, oh, but we're on the podcast. Like, yeah. you, we can't hear yeah. you. <laughs> um, uh, but it's, it's just really cool to like, you know, be able to impact people's lives and know that you're changing the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite things. It's, it might not be the entire world is vegan tomorrow, but like just knowing that you've yeah. changed lives and then what that person can go out and do mm-hmm. is really cool too. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate what you guys do. I was listening to your oh, podcast nice. about like the KFC and the Impossible <laughs> Whopper. And those are all things I'm a huge fan of. Like, and when I heard that, I was like, oh, we'll get along just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, Cat had Impossible Whopper on the way over. So. Yeah, it's... It's shock. And, you know, I live in a little tiny, tiny town in northern Massachusetts, right on the New Hampshire border. And when we tried the Impossible Whopper, we went in and there were two other people, there were only two other people in the place and they were in front of us in line and they also ordered the Impossible Whopper. And that was just crazy to me because it's a town of like, you know, 15,000 maybe in the middle of nowhere. And the only other people there were also eating the Impossible Whopper. And it's just crazy that we live in a place where we can, like in a a time where that is happening. I love it. I'm, I'm about it. Um, So what, what else did you want to plug or say, or any questions, comments, concerns, where can people, you know, go find you? Um, What does it look like if people, you know, listening to this are like, Hey, I'd like to get in touch with Danny and, you know, maybe learn more about meal planning or anything like that. How can, how can they do that? There's a few places. If you go to veganproteins.com, that is the website. You can shoot us any kind of inquiry there. Um, I post a lot of content on my Instagram at veganproteins. And as Kat said, we also have a Mm -hmm. podcast that is, it's pretty technical um, about you happen to listen to a very ranty episode, but usually it's pretty technical. Because <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I got a little heated on that one, but uh, the the podcast is called Muscles by Brussels Radio. So, and that's on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify, and I think that's it. <laughs> do you have shirts that say Muscles by Brussels? We do. We have little cartoon characters for the logo too. They're pretty, they're like super jacked broccoli and, and carrots and stuff. (laughs) Shit. I want one. And now, now I'm like, damn, now I'm going to go try to like lift weights and stuff just so I can have that shirt and have it make sense. (laughs) Hey, you don't have to be a bodybuilder to lift weights. It is like one of the most empowering things ever. I totally support this. My little noodle arms could probably use it. I can lift like my heavy boxes if I need to, but I don't know. Wait, I could be scared of. I'd love to try it though. Yeah. Well, let me know. Let me know if you ever need help with it. So, um, what do you, what do you lift? What do you bench? I don't know. Is that how you say that? I don't know. <laughs> that's that's actually what all the dudes say to each bench, other. What bro. do you bench? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not I am certainly not the strongest female that I know at all. Those would be my powerlifting friends, but back when I was powerlifting, I could deadlift 280 pounds and that's pretty much what I maxed out at, but I don't think I could do that today. I can deadlift <laughs> one of my cats off yeah, the bed right. in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh anything else that you wanted to shout out or give a no no i think that's it if, if anybody's gonna be in vegas uh in two weeks at the olympia 
we have the vegan strong booth there so you can come say hi okay and then andy reminded me he started like mouth yelling yeah. at me which i can't read lips so every time he does <laughs> that and you think he would know that we've been doing this podcast for two years like you would think that that doesn't work um but i do have one final question for you mm-hmm. the big one the big one which is what is your favorite vegan meal and that could be something you cook at home or something you've had out at a restaurant or in a different country or whatever but your all-time favorite vegan meal ready go oh man i think it would have to be at veggie galaxy restaurant in boston massachusetts it's like this 50s style diner oh my god all right you know then you know they Mm -hmm. have a uh they have a buffalo chicken mac and cheese that is just okay. insane. That's probably my, if I, if I had one final meal, that. that would probably be it. I'll have to try that <laughs> next time. I don't think I've had that. I don't think I've had that either. We've been there a few times. I don't mm-hmm. think I've had that yet. The it's last so time Kat and I went there, we went with one other friend of ours mm-hmm. and we ordered enough food and the waiter looks at us definitely yeah, like we were concerned. insane because <laughs> i think each one of us ordered an appetizer and then we ordered an appetizer to share and then mm-hmm. we ordered our entrees and then we ordered milkshakes it was wild. <laughs> it's so good anytime i have an excuse to go there we go there so oh man well there you go and we know that you actually feel strong you might have been one of the people that had the like a write-off answer to that normal yes. people are like oh, oh god yeah, hemming and hawing but like you must, that's how we know that it's like a genuine response because you were like bam i got this yeah yeah bodybuilders know what food they like in fact after my last competition we went there and just to avoid embarrassment for the amount of food that i was about to order i brought my trophy in with me and put it on the table <laughs> So they could see that I was like, no, I'm going to order like a lot of shit right now <laughs> without feeling like a, too bad about it. So yeah. I love that. Now, now they just know. Now if I come in there with a trophy, they just give me dessert, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> Here you go, ma'am. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, thank you for coming on and chatting with us. And Yes, thank you so much. Honestly. Thank you guys for having me. This was awesome. It's been a lot of fun. It's really cool, mm-hmm. like I said, to, you know, learn about something totally new mm-hmm. to, for me. And I'm sure, you know, something that is not well known to a lot of vegans or a lot of, you know, the other community, any Mm -hmm. omnivores and things like that is, you know, a vegan, a a real life vegan bodybuilder who's also Mm -hmm. like really chill and really cool about pretty much everything. (laughs) I I forget sometimes that bodybuilding isn't like a normal part of everybody's life, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I do think it's a pretty, it's a pretty fun little, little area to talk about. So I'm happy to, uh, to have shared some of that with you guys. And I really appreciate you having me. Well, thank you again. (laughs) All right, guys. Take care. All right. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what was your favorite thing that you heard, learned about, or talked about with Danny? (laughs) From Danny. Not me. My, I was going to say my favorite thing that you've ever said to me. Huh? Hmm. Yeah, actually, you should answer <laughs> that too. What is what is your favorite thing that I've ever said to you? I was trying to think of, I was trying to like dive into my memory bank and really think of like a funny thing, but I can't really remember. It's because it's been a long time too. Yeah. Oh, my brain is a little broken. Um, 
I meant I can't remember like a funny thing that you said. I was trying to like get like a really good quote from you, but I can't like think of one. Well, there's so many. It's hard to pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Boink. Boink. Anyways, from other Danny, what was your favorite um, thing? I just, um, I was just really excited to hear about her, like, I guess, journey. Because um, one of the things that she posted on her Instagram was that before and after photo. And I thought her view that she wrote with that photo on before and afters, um, I thought it was really valuable. And that's what made me like so curious about um, her experience with the naysayers in terms of like body image and like, you know, of course, like I agree that you should love yourself no matter what. Um, but I was curious if she ever gets any like negative feedback because people are so anti-fitness and anti-diet or, you know, there's even like stigma around the word diet. I feel like I really need to choose my words carefully, you know? Um, so I was really, I liked hearing her journey from through all of that. And she's just, she's interested. I just like the way she speaks, even listening to her podcast, just the way she speaks is very, she's very intelligent, obviously knows her shit. Mm-hmm. I, um, it was funny because right after is when I was like, I feel like kind of, it's funny because I still like judge. I still had some of those judgments. I was like, this person seems interesting, but I was like very reserved. I'm like, what is she going to say? Because mm -hmm. she is a beautiful person and yeah. you have that. I am one of those people that has that stereotype of, People who work out that much or people who oh, are yeah, bodybuilders. Yeah. Like, I am one of those people that, and I'll admit it, hold those stereotypes. So I was definitely yeah. like, she's going to be, like, nice. She's way, coming. Yeah, yeah she's going to come on the podcast. So she's obviously, you know, kind. She's vegan. So hopefully she's not crazy as we, you know, have discussed. There are some crazy vegans. And I'm like, she'll, you know, there is, she is open about her, you know, um, the picture before and after kind of thing. So... She's obviously, like, you know, not just like, oh, I'm, I've always been fit kind of thing. Right. So, but I was still, like, hesitant. And then I was like, I am a fool because I was like, she was just the most lovely, realistic, mm -hmm. like, very, yes. like, no nonsense, but, you know, some good nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Human. Um, I liked what I liked also hearing um, because I, because a little bit same, like I think you see somebody who looks a certain way and you assume, especially when it's somebody who's like very fit or into, you know, that level of fitness and you're like, oh, wow, they must eat this certain way. And you know what I mean? And then when we started talking to her about how excited she was for the Impossible Burger, I was like, oh, shit. OK, cool. Because <laughs> you'd kind of assume that you're going to get judged for being a tr an occasional trash vegan when you're talking <laughs> to somebody who's so into fitness that way you know what I mean it's just crazy the mm -hmm. assumptions that you make about a person you know and in my head I'm like oh well it's you know I, I'm making what I call positive assumptions I assume that she's very healthy I assume this I assume that and I guess like just in general you really shouldn't make assumptions <laughs> no not at all and that's, that's something that I learned is that yeah. I should you know make less assumptions um but also like I don't know it was just cool to hear how there are different people who do want to have these kind of workouts like I know I said to you I was like is it just bodybuilders like right right but not at all and I just thought it was cool how she was very 
realistic about things. Yeah. And just, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask her about my iron problem and see what she says. I should have, but I wasn't even like, it didn't even occur to me to be like, okay, so, <laughs> you know, like when you Let's talk about me. For you a like, second. yeah, you like <laughs> rattle off all the questions to your doctor. Like, okay, so like my ankle hurts. What do you think? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then my doctor's usually like, are you stressed out at work? Maybe you yeah. need a vacation. And I'm like, okay, good point. Yes. And yes. no. Ow, yes. my ankle. <laughs> yes, exactly. I didn't want to be like, so um, can you like fix all of my nutrition and working out problems? <laughs> well, that's why we go offline and we can like email yes, her or whatever. And I'll be like, email hey, her so. and be like, so iron <laughs> slash maybe some light protein questions. I'm not sure. But like, yeah. what do? So that I don't have a headache all the time. Well, that might also be work related. Yeah, or like I need a nap. That that's too. What she'll say she'll say, "Hey, cat, uh, take a nap." Yeah, that's definitely what she'll say. Yeah, or to quote Taylor Swift, "You need to calm down." Is this off her new soundtrack? You need to calm down. Yeah, you haven't heard that song. No. Really? No, but what I do know is that Tool is now moving up the charts to the um, number one album, which is really, really pissing off Taylor Swift fans because Taylor Swift's album even, was number one. I didn't even know Tool still made albums. They haven't in many years, 13 years. Oh, no shit. Um, but they did. They just came out with one and it's very good. Uh, mm. But yeah. I haven't heard any of the Taylor, and it's so funny because people are like, "Well, most of the Taylor Swift album is actually good, except for it's so fucking good." Like, I love her. One or two songs, and I'm like, and I'm I don't fine. care. No, I'm, I have no apologies. I love her so much. I think she's amazing. No, don't need no need to apologize. I'm just, I'm kind of neutral. I'm like, haven't listened to it yet. I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. And I, I really want to find myself in a Taylor Swift Todrick Hall sandwich because they're like best friends and i'd really like to get into the middle of that friendship quite honestly like literally in the middle Mm -hmm. yes i would like taylor swift to sit on my left and todd recall to sit on my right and snuggle Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean that sounds great (laughs) and then maybe we'll like fight about something and taylor swift can write a song about me right (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, isn't that like the problem though? Wasn't this whole last album about love? every album she's ever written is about she's well, got like, like songs about people, and I just love her. <laughs> you know, like I just love her. Um, no, but this one is like ever so like she has a couple like very light political messages, and I'm like, it's about fucking time, girlfriend. It's about mm. goddamn time. But anyway, I love her, and I think she's amazing. I agree. I've loved her since she was a baby. I have always been on the Taylor Swift train. I did not recently join. I just want to make that clear. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Danny Thorne and I went to see Taylor Swift almost 10 years ago. Speaking of Danny Thorne. Yes. Forgot to... Let's speak of her. Forgot to um, tell you the other day when I talked to her on the phone. Mm -hmm. Andy and I were driving home. And the, um, whatchamacallit happened, what am I thinking, Demolition Derby happened recently oh. out here. Yeah. And people, like, display their cars that went through the derby, like, on their, uh-huh. like, lawns and stuff. Yes. Okay. 
because you know we live in the country and that's what happens and Andy and I were trying to talk trying to figure out like the rules I was like so you drive your own car but like do you just smash into things do you smash into other cars you've never been to a demolition derby no I didn't know yeah no I have See, and that surprises me. Yeah, I have. Well, that, back in my back in my fair going days. Mm, yeah, specifically, I think the Saratoga Fair. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, because it's funny because as we were trying to figure this out, Danny called me and I was like, Daniel, now, and I did. I was like, before she's like, Hey, how's it going? I was like, Amazing. I have a question for you. Can you tell me about the demolition derby? Do you know about it? And she's like, Yeah. And I was like, I knew you would. <laughs> I love that. I was like, I knew that you yeah. would because yep. you're country and I'm country now. Yeah. Yep. And then we yep. made fun of you for a little bit because you think she's you're too like cool for us. Real country though. She's no, like she is. Yeah, she's like born and raised real country though. Oh, I know. I know. That's why I knew that she would know about the demolition derby. In fact, the reason that she and I saw Taylor Swift ten years ago is because in reality, we were at a Keith Urban concert and Taylor Swift opened up for him. Mm. So, like, country. Mm. <laughs> it was a good concert, though, I'll admit. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Anything else now that we've had our Swift corner? We're Swifties? Swifties? I don't I'm know. for Is sure that what a Swiftie. Is that what they're yes, called? I think so. Good I don't Lord. know. I'm honestly not sure. That sounds right, though. It is now. It is now. Yeah. Um, should we um, give a shout out for the week's worth of delicious food I've been eating from Bourbon and Wolf since your shower? <laughs> I was going to say, we can give a shout out to you for planning my oh, shower. Oh, thank so you. So there's that. Um, <laughs> reviews were tens across the board. Everyone Yay! loved everything, especially the fact that there was only two games and that they were cool. <laughs> I had nothing to do with the game. I know. Um, if I had, then... there would have been none. <laughs> um, so that's all Lauren and Bridget. <laughs> but the, there was that. They liked um, food was huge and just like general um, like atmosphere Yay. of it not feeling stuffy or like forced or stupid. So Good. and that's from other people attending. But I thought it was perfect. So Yay! I'm glad. And the I mean, the food bourbon and wolves was like ridiculous i've been eating potatoes every day since and i still have more (laughs) what the fuck did he do to those biscuits (laughs) i don't know i just had my last biscuit yesterday i think i'm out of biscuits but i was dipping biscuits and gravy all week i just want to know like how good those are probably the best biscuits i've had yeah they were very good and they like reheated well i was worried that they were going to be like like crumbly and weird but they Mm -hmm. weren't they were great i literally had biscuits all week (laughs) i love that and because i was at work everything had to be microwaved so like if something holds up in a microwave that's how you know Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. yep yeah delish so shout out to you and shout out to joey and to brie for her and to brie delish cupcakes yep yep as always Mm -hmm. brie's coming through Oh, yes. And shout out to Mike Mm -hmm. for delivering and building things and making things happen. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. All the shout outs. Yeah. Yay. It was a big success. Next up, the wedding. It's going to be here so soon. Vomit. 
51 days. Did you just throw days? up in your mouth? <laughs> I heard like yeah. a weird sound that sounded a little like you might have thrown up in your mouth. <laughs> I don't I wasn't even conscious of it, but it 100% was that. <laughs> 51 days. Yep. Oh shit. Yep. It's going to be fun though. We went to a wedding the night of your bridal shower. Um that was the band was so fucking good. And I kept thinking, like, how fun it was. And then I was getting excited because I was like, oh, my God, Danny and Andy's wedding is going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm ready. Yep. No, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm going for best wedding ever. Oh, I'm here for it. Yep. I can't wait to party in the dungeon or whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I or, can't or wait to see... Has who ends up doing the um, what you call it? Oh my goodness, leg. Uh, leg. Oh my god, the garter toss. Yes. Oh, yeah. you're doing that. We're doing yeah. Look at you, all traditional. There's some things we like. Mostly, the only reason we like that is because it always ends it up makes, being hilarious yeah. and it makes people and feel makes awkward, people uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Danny was like, "Do you have enough single friends?" And we we're like. Yeah, because it's not just single, like, not partner, but, like, not married. So, like, you're going right. to be in there. Ugh. <laughs> I'm going to, like, hide. <laughs> like, you're going to be in there. Um, there's plenty of people. It'll be great. Yeah, that'll be a hoot. It'll be a good time. Yay. Cool. Yay. Oh, Jesus. Well, and the cats are running around, so that's it. Time to <laughs> time to go. And if you... Wrap it <laughs> Jesus up. Christ. Uh, yeah, go listen to to other episodes at the vspot.fm mm-hmm. and go support us on our patreon uh-huh. and love more cats uh-huh and soundbite uh-huh um i guess that's it and he's looking at you like it's not soundbite.fm I guess that's it. And I'm going to fight with the cat because he's got to go. Okay, great. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.